Hi, I'm Nicola. And I'm Anna. And this is Unlucky for Some, episode 13. It's 13. How did we get here? How did we get to 13? I know. Absolute nonsense. How's your week been, Nicola? Shit. Um, (laughs) It's not been a good couple of weeks because of work's been busy and uni work has ramped up because it's coming to the end. So I'm like running on empty but the end is in sight the end is nigh and it's just going to be a just i've acknowledged that it's going to be a shite couple of weeks yeah and just need to get on with it yeah it'll be fine it'll get done (laughs) and i had a a situation with turn it in so for any students or ex-students out there turn it in was being an absolute pain in the arse um so that really stressed me out but I've got no idea what that is, but oh, that's the yeah, the thing that you send your exactly, exams in. Yeah. and it's just a little bastard. <laughs> it is a horrible, like, if I had to imagine it, it's like a little gremlin with like that spits poison out, like, it's horrible. But when it when it comes back that I have passed, which I'm hoping it will, then I'll love it again, so it's fine. How has your week? <laughs> Don't give a shit about it then. It's like, oh, it's lovely. How, how was your week? Busy, really crazy, crazy busy. Last couple of weeks, similar to you, the last couple of weeks have just been mental. And I feel like last weekend I just had to sort of like switch off to a lot of stuff and recuperate from just a heavy, heavy few weeks. Mm-hmm. And I'm hopefully, I'm feeling a bit more human. Like that's the only way I can find to describe it. I think I was on an autopilot machine having to get stuff done for work and stuff done at home and I was just on this like autopilot and now I actually feel less robotic and like I'm just going through the motions to get stuff done Um, I feel like I'm actually able to human a bit better so yeah so basically the two of us have just been adulting really fucking hard haven't we and it's yeah it's not fun I don't like it no I'm over it yeah so let's move on and get these dilemmas in there, Nicola. Let's go. So my current dilemma is just the same as last week's. So mine is that everyone hates me. And I think I was telling you on the phone yesterday that I have been reading text messages wrong. Also, do we even send... like? text messages aren't a thing anymore like i feel really old saying text messages it's like it's like uh when when uh older people older people sorry my mum being one of them used to she doesn't anymore but used to say emails instead of texts i'm just sending an email no mum, you're sending a text message yeah like obviously i don't text anyone well apparently whatsapp is actually what old people do nowadays facebook is what old people do nowadays yeah. it's all snappy chatty and tiktok uh-huh so even like whatsapp which is what we use so like my mm-hmm. cousin who's 18 like i've said her all oh, whatsapp and she's like i don't have whatsapp and i'm like how can you not have whatsapp yeah there's apparently like they have like they all use snapchat i don't like, even use snapchat anymore we're just so, yeah. not cool we're really old <laughs> it's like i not. said this i said that to you today didn't i about uh a TikTok about I was talking about making a TikTok. I was like, or will I just look like that old person <laughs> trying to be cool? Will will I be that? And I really think I probably I'm going to still make the bloody TikTok, but I really don't think I'm going to be making anything that's no. any remotely as cool as what some of these kids can do these days. So, but then, uh, so but then say, embarrass myself. Staying cool is like really not cool either. I like, know. I had this 
conversation with a pal the other day and they were like does anyone even say okay cool anymore or like cool is that you cool i I don't know i say cool all the time it looks really cool and i think that that makes me really fucking old and like like i'll I'll say to scott and he's like stop it i'm like that look cool (laughs) (laughs) that look cool today like oh i feel cool today and he's like he's like you are so embarrassing and he's only a year younger than me (laughs) oh god i know though i've had this conversation before and (laughs) just chatting about the fact ace is another one does anyone ever say ace anymore and i've never said that and that's like that's what um we were talking about cool and ace and i was like no i don't think anyone says those words anymore <laughs> and then every other sentence i heard myself be like okay cool okay cool okay cool. cool that's cool or ace that's really ace and i was like oh my god i'm that person i'm that i am that person that says all of those things all the time oh i'm i'm not cool i'm not i'm not cool no i'm not i'm not mm-hmm. cool i'm not rad i'm not stoke i'm not like Hip dipping, like oh, I don't even know. Hip dipping, <laughs> the f- like what I the fuck, Anna? <laughs> I'm gonna use that now just to slag you. <laughs> I'm not hip dipping. <laughs> Did you honestly think that you could say that and get away with it? I was hoping you would have heard me. Oh, I'm going to put that on your birthday card this year. Have a hip, hip dipping birthday. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. I've never been cool and I don't pretend that I'm no. cool. No. Oh, I'm not okay. Like, I put a pair of silver hoops in it and I think I'm cool as fuck. <laughs> like, I look like I'm pure. Like, amazing. And the worst thing is when you're like, you think you look super cool or you think you look awesome oh. and then you see photos of yourself back and you're like, what in the fuck I know. was I thinking? Mm-hmm. What was I thinking? Anyway, <laughs> back to the- <laughs> we do digress, we do digress. So-, <laughs> so my, yeah, I don't really have much to update other than my dilemma like spiraled out of control this week. And at the weekend, I was like texting pals and reading their messages and reading them. So they'd maybe say something like, do you want to do this? I'm reading it as, I hate you and I never want to see you again. (laughs) Like, my mind was like reading it wrong. And then when I woke up the next day feeling really like, oh my God, everyone hates me. And I was like looking over the messages just to give myself some more pain. I was like, oh wait, they never said that. Like, it was, yeah, weird it's, um, it, your brain can do some bizarre things when mm-hmm. you you know like it can turn anything and like my mum always said to me and I probably said it on the podcast before that you you can't control how someone's going to take something that's that's mm-hmm. not on you um you can only say things with the intention that you mean them and if someone's going to be upset or offended then that's going to happen because they'll take it that way so uh, it's true like your brain will can and will do certain things um, yeah it's mad though because yeah like like none of like nobody said anything remotely like like nowhere near not even like i'm too busy or do you know what i mean like nobody said anything everyone mm. was so so super nice and cool and <laughs> <laughs> but i honest to god read it as like go fuck yourself like we all hate you <laughs> like what the fuck it's mental it's, honestly 
but and just lots of crying like lots of crying like to the point where I was like I don't even remember why I started crying yeah and then and you're like so deep in it you, you can't remember why you started but you're at an actual physical pain because you're just still crying and you're still doing yeah. it yeah I've been there been there but I think I needed that like I needed yeah. a bit of a meltdown I needed a cry because I felt I, a lot better yesterday and today like a, like literally like night and day I think living with the brains that we live with and that many of the people listening probably live with as well, like it's a highly emotional, highly intense situation that happens daily in our mm-hmm. heads. And sometimes that's a lot. It's a lot. And it bubbles yeah. up to the top when you're trying to manage it and you're trying to manage everything else that you choose to do because you want to stay busy. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes you've got to release it some way and... A good it's, cry is just needed. It's either killing someone or <laughs> crying. I but mean, it's like you you said something this week actually, like <clears throat> about or just about like everything's like building up and about to spill out. Yeah, and that was like what that was because even now, like if I have to do one more thing, like if one more thing comes yeah. my way, I will like I say either kill the person that asks me, and that's not their fault. Like it's nothing bad. Like they could ask me to like pick up a pen and I'd probably stab them with it <laughs> or I will just like absolutely go into another meltdown but yeah the end is in sight I know that's so good like I, I actually remember having that conversation with you earlier on in the week and I did I was I was similar to to how you're feeling at the moment um luckily I'm out of mine I'm on the <laughs> other end um and the grass is greener I can tell you that um but yeah it was like I always describe it as being sitting on a ledge like you just feel like mm-hmm. you're kind of in between and you're like it's totally is exactly what you've just said if one more person even comes to try and talk to me I mm-hmm. am going to implode like I'm actually going to yeah. implode and then um, you feel really bad because like it's not their fault like they're, yeah like they're they're maybe trying to help like they might be trying to like offer help and you're like are you fucking joking are you and fucking joking <laughs> I, some- I, I sometimes think as well that people try to help but when you have OCD that's not always the most helpful thing like it is but also it's really difficult to let go when you have OCD like it's difficult to delegate it's difficult to give people jobs because you're on this one-way track and you know the way you want something and to explain how you want someone and then worry about how they're going to do it and if they're going to do it the way that you want it Mm -hmm. is sometimes more trouble than it's worth (laughs) yeah like at the weekend I just remembered I've got a flashback. <laughs> um, I was like sitting in my room crying to you know the pink song "Leave Me Alone, I'm Lonely." Um, nope, but I can imagine what it's like and what it's about. So it's like, yeah, like, like leave me alone, I'm lonely. <laughs> like, <laughs> what a tragic mess! And it was that whole thing. Like, I want to be around people to take my mind off that, but if I'm around people, I'll probably just be the worst company and actually couldn't face conversation right now that's that's like the worst position to be in like it totally (laughs) is so i remember doing that (laughs) but the thing is you can always always laugh about it after and i think that's like what we do like yeah like in that moment of crying singing to yourself (laughs) like pretending you're in a music video i wasn't doing that actually but I, I mean, looked I, like... wouldn't, I, I wouldn't have judged you if you had because <laughs> I probably have done that myself. I definitely did that when I was younger. Like I used to lock myself in the bathroom <laughs> with my Walkman 
and like look and Senka just looked cool like <laughs> singing like Avril Lavigne nobody's home or whatever it is pure pretending I'm crying <laughs> Oh, I'm with you. That's the, the oh yeah, that one in the in the mirror. <laughs> I'm with you. Beautiful. I totally with you. Totally. Yeah. Um, Anna, what has been your current dilemma? So my current dilemma this week is um, I've called it called it autopilot panic, mm. and that is basically i had a, an incident yesterday where i got received a message from someone Ooh, um, yeah that was slightly cryptic but didn't mean anything to me wasn't anything to do with me it was in a group chat it wasn't anything to do with me and automatically i decided that that was my fault it was mm-hmm. all my fault and it was nothing to do with me i just happened to be in the group yeah and so i was just like autopilot panic to this is all your fault. You've caused this. Someone's going to die and it's your fault that they're going to die and you're going to you're going to end up everyone's going to hate you and it's all your fault. And that was it and all oh, you'll end up in jail and blah blah blah. Yeah. And spiraled into this from like one like I don't it, it was like the most when I think back to it, it's the most ridiculous thing ever. And I knew the rational side of my brain was going, that's not what that means. It's not what that mm-hmm. means. But my brain's going, but what's this and what's that? And completely catastrophized everything. Like I went from zero to a hundred. And I think that I've had so many panic attacks over the span of my life mm-hmm. that my brain has now just started skipping the whole steps of a panic attack and I go from zero to a hundred so quickly like if I'm in the right head space if they say the right thing and yeah I go from being totally calm living my best life to the fucking worst person in the world and I want to just jump in the sea and never be seen again or run away to <laughs> a house in the hills and have no one ever talk to me again and be this hermited recluse that mm-hmm. nobody ever sees like it's oh, honestly i was so pissed off at myself because as soon as i think as soon as i managed to talk myself down and yeah. then i found out more information about what the text had meant i was like oh no this definitely is nothing to do with me and yeah it was just ridiculous and so that's something i think i might need to work on yes so a couple of weeks ago, we put up a question box on our Instagram and we asked for some questions and we got loads of responses. So thank you so much because you have provided us with content for the Just My Opinion section whoop, whoop. forever. Well, maybe not forever, but for a long time. Um, And one of the questions that I thought would be quite a good one to do today is Anna... What is the best thing a therapist has ever said to you? What's the best thing a therapist has ever said to me? We really should be thinking about these before we start them so that we have time to think of them. <laughs> but sometimes it's good, on the spot. Actually, I do know the answer to this one because it's a thing that I use in my brain. And I think I've uh-huh. talked about it on the podcast. And I use it regularly really regularly and I think it's one of the major things that has stuck with me 
I've talked about my counsellor that I had first time around and she did loads of mindfulness and yeah. all that kind of stuff. But no, this is with my second, um, this is actually with my psychologist when I went and did a real deep dive into my brain and how it worked. And uh, I found it really, really interesting. But mm-hmm. one of the things that we talked about was when it came to my OCD um, and the OCD tendencies that I've had, the compulsions that I have and the anxieties that I've got around fire and plugs because mm-hmm. as I've talked about before that's where my 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 compulsions are I would turn my gas off if I left the house I would turn every appliance off and the only two appliances that I would leave on were my fridge because I didn't have a freezer at the time were my fridge uh-huh. and my washing machine because I couldn't get into the washing machine and I couldn't get into the fridge it was like the it was built in basically and they would that would really stress me out and I would struggle with that and so we're talking about all this and about how like I couldn't leave the house and I I, I had all these compulsions around that I would go Mm -hmm. back and check so many times I would take photographs I would then have to repeat a phrase over and over and over going out of the alleyway um and he said to me why is it your fault if one of these um things goes on fire mm-hmm. and i was like well because i've left it on why is that not my fault like i've i've left this thing on and he was like but these machines that you have are built to be left on he was like talking about this and i and that was something that stuck with me but then he yeah. went on further and he said really think about this think about it like this if you were in court over this like what's your case what's the case against you talk it through so their case against you is that a fridge a freezer a fridge Mm -hmm. or a freezer that you have that is designed to be left plugged in that's what it's designed for has gone up on fire why is that your fault yeah more than the manufacturer's fault and if and if you cannot justify what you've done as being um liable in court if it's not dangerous enough for that you know like if Mm -hmm. what you've done is legal it's not like you know what what imagine what the judge would say to you and I would be like oh well he'd probably turn around and say what the hell is this doing in front of me and he would be like well why are you worrying about (laughs) the fact that this is going to happen if if some if a piece of um equipment that is meant to stay on goes on fire that's not on that's not your fault that is an accident mm-hmm. um and if the gas goes up that's meant to be fine that is an accident that is not your fault like you cannot blame yourself for these things because they are not on you and that was something that really really stuck with me in regards my um realizations and discoveries around my compulsions because as i've talked about here and before and everything it's it's really debilitating and it can be um and it used to destroy me it just honestly destroyed my life for a a good few years Mm -hmm. before i knew that it was ocd before i knew that these were compulsions before i knew that this is what was happening and uh, before i'd heard of what intrusive thinking was i didn't understand my brain i didn't understand my mental health i was destroyed absolutely destroyed physically mentally everything so to hear him put it so 
matter of fact and like logically and i'm sitting going holy shit like why is that more my fault than it is a company came down to stay with you in london and i was at the peak like i hadn't dealt with anything there i was waiting on being referred to that Mm -hmm. that therapist and i remember at that point i did have a freezer so i must have had a freezer but anyway the things but i remember considering defrosting my freezer before I left to go on holiday for a week um, because I was too afraid to leave it on. And my dad had to go in potentially daily. Um, I can't remember, but it was at least every other day um, to check. He either had to drive past my flat every day or actually go in it every day um, to check that everything was okay because I was so concerned that it was going to go up in flames or it was going to have a leak or something like that. And um, yeah. So that was what he said to me, is think about it like that. Think about what would be the case against you in court mm-hmm. and how would a judge react to that? And if a judge reacted to that by saying, what what the fuck, why is this in front of me? Then you've got nothing to worry about. Yeah. And that's so true. I think it's sometimes like somebody like out with your situation, like relaying it back to you because you, you know all that stuff. Yeah. But sometimes just being told it in a different way just clicks. So yeah, Nicola, what about you? Um, so mine was when I went to see a um like a therapist and she ended up like not being a very good therapist for me <laughs> because she kind of just like dismissed the sessions and stuff like that. But the the best thing that, that she said to me and any of them that I have seen actually is like, so I get really, like, when my intrusive thoughts come in, so there was one around, um, I had left my mum's house, and this had happened, like, the day before I'd seen this woman. I'd left my mum's house, and I'd, like, unplugged her charger on, like, a, you know, like, a lower socket on the, like, wall. Yeah. And I plugged it, no, I unplugged hers and put mine in, and then I took mine out, but didn't plug hers back in. And I got, I got like halfway home and then I started thinking, your mum's going to have to plug that in, but she's going to fall, bang her head and die. And then you'll have murdered her because you you were really selfish and didn't plug her plug back in. And that's like, that's like the, the gist of it, but it was going on and on and on and on and on. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God. So I was like, I'll go back, I'll go back, I'll go back. And then I was like, no, just phone her, just like phone her and tell her like to plug it in while she's on the phone to you. And then I started being like, no, like try and not do that. Like try and not give in to this. But then like that night she didn't answer her, like she didn't text me back. And I just assumed that that had happened. And I was phoning the house and she didn't answer and her phone was in silent. And I was like in the car, like halfway to her house at like three in the morning she phoned me and she was like what's wrong and I was like oh you're okay that's fine and as soon as I heard her voice like I turned back and came home and just went to bed and it was like things like that were happening all of the time and I remember this therapist just saying to me like what do you think would happen if you just sat there and just let these feelings like just sat with the feelings and I was like well what do you mean I couldn't like you couldn't just sit there while these thoughts were going on your head and your body's like you feel like you're going to like explode with like this anxiety and like all this stuff that's going on and she's like no she's like because your body can only take so much she says your body will reach its peak of anxiety and then it'll crash she's like that so you need to sit with that you need to sit until you get to that peak and you need to feel that anxiety coming down and not give into the compulsions because she said to me she's like do you honestly think your body would explode with anxiety and I was like 
oh no, it can't. Like, these feelings can only go on for so long. Like, they cannot be there forever. But when you're in that moment, nobody's ever actually pointed out that there is an option of just letting the feelings happen. It's really difficult as well because that can the feeling can be so intense that mm-hmm. and even though logically you know that you're not going yeah. to explode you feel like you're going mm-hmm. to explode like it's so much pressure but for her to just be like she's like what happens with anything she's like when you cry you stop when you laugh you reach a peak and you stop she's like with every emotion it reaches a peak and then it, it stops and nobody ever I'd never ever thought about it and it's such a simple thing and it's such an obvious thing but it's like that whole thing of somebody telling you like a professional telling me that it's okay to let that happen and I don't need to like act on every single compulsion yeah. and I've just found it like so so like I just found it so helpful to be like Do you know what like these feelings can't last forever like things have to change mm-hmm. um, and I suppose it's like you know when you're like you've got, you've got the cold and you wake up every morning, you're like, oh, it's today the day I'm going to feel better. Yeah. And you just wait it out because you know there'll be a day you wake up and you think, all right, the worst has passed. Yeah. And I just try and, like, do that with it. Like, I try and think about it like that. So, yeah, I just found that so helpful for her just to kind of put that imagery in my head of me sitting with the feelings to a peak and then letting them fall back down again. And like I say, it's like, yeah, I I think about that every time I've got like an unsettling feeling. I'm like, this can't last forever. And like, it just can't. And it doesn't last forever. So I've, that was the best thing that, that someone's um, said to me. Nicola, give us your moan so you can move on. Um, I can't move on with this one, but okay, I'll try. So remember, was it last week I was talking about my golfer's elbow? Yes. <laughs> I feel like a pure hypochondriac. But I went out a big walk yesterday. It wasn't even a big walk. I went out a walk yesterday with new trainers. Um, like, really uncool trainers. Granny trainers. Like, when I wear them with my actual joggies, I look like... I don't even know what I look like. But anyway, and I've got the worst blisters I've ever, ever had in my life. And my feet always get blisters. And they're so sore. Like, there is not one position that my foot is, like, comfortable in. So... If I stand up straight, they're sore. If I, like, bend my foot, they're sore. If I walk, they're sore. Um, I thought I'd go for a nice bath last night. Agony. Like, literally chopping my feet off would have been a better option. Um, And they are just so sore. Then, so then I thought, right, I'm going to need to get, like, proper blister pads. So I only had one left. Guess how much blister pads are? Oh, my God, like, a fiver. A fi- £5.20 for five. Fuck, fuck. I was like, I know. but, like... I've like I've got two feet like so that's only like two and a half times I can wear them so I had to buy <laughs> another packet so that I had like an even number it was like 10 pound odd for for blister pads for they should be free on the NHS um <laughs> they are so sore and my ankles and my feet are so swollen like I don't even recognize my feet they're just disgusting so I don't know how I'm going to sleep tonight and I just don't know how to make them better because I just want to like rip them off, like rip my full oh, feet off. Like it's own. so sore, honestly. So that's my moan. I feel like I'm just like moaning about loads of stuff just now. <laughs> just, and then I'm annoyed because I was going to, I'd booked like gym classes to go back to the gym this week and I can't put shoes on. Like there is not one pair of shoes I can put on other than my really embarrassing, um, Birkenstock slash Birkenstock slash Crocs, 
so they are like I mean I saw my cousin at the weekend which is like my move on bit and like I said she's 18 and she slagged me for them are they where are they from I don't know they're just like foamy Birkenstocks I've got I've got foamy Birkenstocks that are, like <laughs> neon pink and they are the best shoes that I own and <gasps> my other half's eldest daughter described them as uh, white trash shoes yes that's exactly what they are she was like who has got the white trash shoes and I was like great thanks very much and that'll be me then (laughs) (laughs) poor dad joke there Um, so yeah that is my moan my move on is that I had family visiting like well I had loads of family time this weekend so that was really really nice and it was just yeah it was really lovely it was really needed apart from getting slagged from my shoes but it was just lovely and I felt quite grateful amidst, amidst my crying at the weekend. That's good though. Yeah, it was lovely. Anna, what is your moan and move on? So I wrote my moan a few days ago and I can't remember what it's in relation to, but I think in general, it's a very good one for me because clumsiness mm. and forgetfulness and just generally being a bit of a pain in the arse. And I actually think that this moan is where like 95% of my anxiety and OCD and all that stuff comes from. Because since the day and hour I was born, we joke that I came out of my mum like I had a school backpack on. Um, I've always been big. I've always been massive. Like, I'm just a bruiser. Like, I'm just like... <laughs> what a way to was, describe yourself. And I... And, when I was little, I was like, I always remember being in like primary school and my sister going up for her first like induction days to her, the high school. And my dad was a teacher at my old school and all the teachers knew that his daughter was coming up and they all presumed that I was the daughter that was coming up because I was about twice the size of my sister. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've always been huge and I've never really, when I was little, I never knew my own strength and I used to, like, break stuff and no one in the family wanted me to play with their toys because I always broke everything and just a clumsy arse. Like, I'm a clumsy Mm -hmm. arse. And I'm just sick of it. I am. I'm totally sick of it. And as I say, I can't remember what in relation to this post, whatever. Like, I can't remember what I did because since I wrote that, which was only a few days ago, about 45,000 million other clumsy things have happened. Like, <laughs> oh, honestly, like, it's just, yeah, I'm just over it. I'm over being forgetful. I'm over being clumsy. And I laugh that this is my moan and move on because I've completely forgotten why this is my moan and move on. <laughs> and that's that's a prime example. That's a prime that fucking so example. Funny. I am a shite bag. <laughs> And my move on is roast fucking dinners. Oh my God. I thank the person who decided that roast dinners were going to be a thing. Like, to the meat, to the veg, to the gravy and the potatoes, whether you mash them, whether you roast them, and then the pièce de résistance, Yorkshire fucking puddings. Oh my god, carveries and roast dinners are my, like, honestly, I would eat, like, Christmas dinner or roast dinner every day 
if I could. And that's all I have to say on my, my move on is roast dinners. I know we can't comment on Mona move ons, but a roast dinner is my worst dinner. <laughs> like, I couldn't think of anything worse. I, what the fuck? I knew you'd be renting. What the fuck? Honestly, we, oh, see, like, what, going for a carvery? Why? Uh, why? Yeah. Why? <laughs> this is fucking amazing. There's like beef and Yorkshire puddings and there's roast roast carrots and parsnips and onions and mushrooms and broccoli. Individually, individually, love it. Like I love everything. Like I, I, it's not that I don't like the taste, but together on a plate, like no. Like my mum used to make a roast dinner every Sunday, and I'd be like. Oh my! And my mum's like, "Oh, you're so ungrateful." Like some people would like kill, kill to have like a like a good quality roast dinner on a Sunday, and then I, I'd be I'm like, Ugh. "Oh, roast dinner and apple pie? Oh no, thanks." Nicola Downey. <laughs> How can you diss apple pie as well? How hot you... apple pie? Oh, away you, you go. were spot. <laughs> you, I we was. I can't believe. Right, this is. Uh, this is. I'm speaking to you. Mama Downey, I'm speaking directly to you now as you listen. I would have very much appreciated your roast dinner and nah. apple pie. Nicola's just a little bitch. Do you know what I would have instead quite a lot of the time? A packet of savoury rice. You are awful. You are <laughs> awful. And I hope that you like melted like chocolate with jelly babies into the rice. Disgusting human And then, jar. like, even like the other day, my mum was like, on Sunday, she's like, do you want to come up for dinner? And I was like, what are you having? She's like, steak pie. I was like, nah. Nothing. You don't like steak pie? It was Anna. It was like 20 bazillion degrees on Sunday. Do you think I wanted to eat a steak pie? I don't care. I had a roast dinner. It was beautiful and sunny here. I had a roast dinner. Nah, there's not. Nah. And, and I know, I know most people love a roast dinner. Do you know my worst day of the year because of this the whole situation? Christmas. I don't want what? Christmas. No. I I remember falling out with my mum on Christmas one day because I wanted haggis for my Christmas dinner and she'd done a three-bird roast and 40 million options and the, the kitchen island. What fucking planet are you from? <laughs> I was like, no. Nah, nope. Nope, nope, nope. Oh, I'm glad that Sorry. we've not started some sort of food podcast together because we would never <laughs> fucking agree on anything. Christmas Christmas dinner is my favourite meal. My absolutely... If someone was to say to me, you can have one meal for the rest of your life, what would you have? I'd have Christmas dinner or a buffet. That's the two things I'd have. Oh, I'd love... Oh, do you know what I'd love right now? A Christmas dinner buffet? Yeah, me too. <laughs> no, Chinese buffet. Do you know what? Okay, I mean, I'm the, my mum will be raging at this, actually. My mum's really, really good at cooking. Like her roast dinners are lovely, but I think it's just my family like go like going to Carvery all the time. Like, I think her roast dinners like a one-off type thing. I think that that's probably like why I'm like love them is because roast dinners for us were like we didn't we didn't like not get them, but they mm-hmm. weren't like every weekend. Like that's not something we got every weekend. Like that, as I say, like we did like lasagnas and other mm. things. And my mum, <gasps> my mum also is a really egg really morning. Good... Yeah, excuse me. My oh. mum's also a really, really good cook um but we didn't always get a roast dinner um and that's maybe why for me that's more of a yeah a a special thing like and honestly I um our friendship is hanging on at by a thread at the moment because you don't like Christmas dinner I honestly can't fucking deal with you we're supposed to be um meeting up this weekend and I'm scared to see Anna (laughs) 
I'm going to take you for a fucking car for day. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> do you know what? I would do it for you. That, I would. <laughs> Stop trying to get back on my good I'm, I'm you scared your, down. Your terrible taste buds. <laughs> yeah. right. Sorry for ruining your, your moon and moan and move on. You've turned my move on in a negative. A moan. Aye. <laughs> Fuck's sake, Nicola. Well, Anna, see if I, I'm still in pain after moaning about my blisters, you still need to be in pain. <laughs> Aye, okay. <laughs> How does that work? Oh, oh, fine then, fine. <laughs> fine. Send the contract. Anna, what have you been digesting? That's not the wrong word. Digesting this week, media-wise. Ingesting, digest. No, digesting is the right word. Is it? <laughs> I thought you were going to accidentally come up with indigesting. <laughs> well, you will after your roast dinner. <laughs> so, mine for this week is um, it's a girl called uh, Anita Perry, and she runs uh, an Instagram page called Sugar and Sloth. She is a designer, and she does like lots of little illustrations. But she runs through her website a free service that is called... I'm just trying to find it here for you for what she specifically calls it because Mm -hmm. it's... She calls it Bestie Stuff. So get Bestie emails and texts. There's a Bestie Facebook group and there's a Bestie Buddies. But the person who I found it through, sorry, called it the Happy Text Club. And I really liked that. And basically Uh she is a lady who will send out like little texts every now and again when you can at least expect it, like little motivational texts just to give you a bit of a cheer up. And I think if you sign up for them, they'll just come through every once in a while. Um, So one that I can see here is one that she's obviously sent out to people and it's Sugar and Sloth is what it's called. It doesn't get easier, but you get stronger. And there's a few more that i've seen and it's just little motivational little motivational things like that and she does little posts she's got a little frog here that says sorry i'm late i had to stop for a cry which i think is really fitting this week (laughs) for what we've been up to i feel like taking a nap and also having a bit of a cry and there's a little badger that says enforcing boundaries doesn't make you a bad person it's just lovely and it's all like pastel kawaii little characters and i it's really nice and there's one here that says take your meds and it's a little card that you can send to people or you can keep on your fridge that's just like doesn't immediately say that it's for your mental health but it, it's for your mental health like, mm-hmm. and they have like a bestie tea party apparently every Thursday and it's on their Facebook group so it's at 8.30 every Thursday so I just think the things that she's doing are just really lovely so yeah I signed up for the text messages I've not heard any had any yet um, although it's a funny story I accidentally phoned the number and uh, <laughs> luckily it went like straight to voicemail I was like what a weirdo what a weirdo because I was like trying to save the number in my phone but accidentally phoned it and couldn't get it to cancel and it was like it's really. I thought oh my god I'm going to accidentally phone this poor woman but she's obviously got like a, a business account mm-hmm. um, she's starting something new which is uh, opens on the 7th of June I'm not sure what it is called the Trash Panda Gang Box which sounds great fun. So, and badges and little bits and bobs and her stuff's just fabulous and her mental health things are also really worth it. So I will share her on our page because she's fab. Oh, I love that. I'm going to um, sign up to that little text club. 
It's cute, yeah. I don't have Facebook or I would have signed up for the Facebook uh, thing as well. But yeah, so that's mine. What's yours, Nicola? So uh, mine this week is I decided to go like back to basics with everything. So like back to like basics in terms of like watching what I'm eating and making sure I'm exercising. So I think with me, I get to like a really good place where I feel like I'm bossing it and then I stop paying attention to it and then it all slowly just stops happening. Yeah. So I'm taking it back to basics and I've got my like my little checklist of stuff I need to do every day. Like take your tablets, uh, take your vitamins, get outside, go for a walk, like all this stuff. And one of the things that I really want to try is like meditation. So I've been doing like a lot of tapping because that is something that I know works for me. But what I've been doing is on Headspace, like on the free version of the app, they've got a thing where it's like an introduction to meditation. So I'm taking it like right back because I'm really bad for just like jumping in at the deep end of things. Like, yeah. oh yeah, I'll run a marathon, oh, which I've not done. Oh yeah, I'll like stop eating all this stuff and like restrict myself and then it never happens. So this is like a, like every morning I do it before I get out of bed and it's like four minutes. But within that four minutes, you're only actually meditating for like maybe a minute. And it's just uh-huh. building it up slowly. And I have found it so useful. Like, because I feel like I've really achieved something before I even get out of my bed. Because yeah. uh, meditation and stuff like that isn't... You've talked about this before. That's not really your... No, it's not. Yeah. But I went to a cold water therapy a couple of Fridays ago. And I managed to meditate for 25 minutes without coming away from it. Oh, that's so good. So I was like, you can do it. Like, you actually can do it. You're just... Then maybe not in the right environment. You're maybe like I'm trying to fit it in in a busy day, so that's why I thought if I do it first thing, I'm like yeah. not getting out of bed and rushing about. Um, but I'm enjoying doing like just a little short bursts of it. Yeah. Um, and I'm like a real like people pleaser, so I need to like I like to see ticks and acknowledgement, and the fact that I see a tick every morning that I've done something makes me feel good. So yeah, if if like me, you struggle with like meditation um, I would give it a go because it's really simple and I have definitely felt like I'm getting out of bed not as not as crab it <laughs> like not as dreading the day ahead type thing so that's what really I've good. been doing so I'll give you an update next week because I've done I think I've done five four or five days now so yeah I think it's like an eight day course then you move on to the next one so yeah I'll that's give you an update good. next time now we're on to the singy songy bit, medicinal melodies. Nicola, Whoop. what is yours? So mine is Swedish House Mafia and Tiny Temper, Miami to Ibiza. Are you a 20, 2010 chav? Yeah, I am. Because <laughs> this reminds me of, like, I think I went to see Tiny Temper. I think I did. I don't know. I can't remember. I only went to a gig with all my friends when we turned 21. Um... And we actually tried to get tickets for One Direction and couldn't. And then I think this was like the next best thing was Tiny Temper. And I, mean, I lost my massive, shoes. Massive jump between yeah. One Direction to Tiny Temper. I'm sure Tiny Temper <laughs> would love being referred to as One Direction. Do you know what? Oh, I don't think you've seen my old flat. We, for my 21st, um, I woke up in the morning and my, like, like one of my friends, well, a couple of my friends had put up like, all the life-size One Direction posters. Is this... Um... <laughs> This is your flat in Deniston? Yeah. Yeah, I've been there before. <sighs> I, don't even, I actually still love One Direction, to be fair. But yeah, so this song came on on one of your, like, you know, your Spotify playlists? Yeah. 
and it just got me it just like really got me excited for summer and the the lyrics are shocking like the lyrics aren't very nice i have never listened close enough um but yeah so i was really enjoying that i had it on repeat last night when i was like getting my stuff ready for the week ahead and i think just like with the sun out it just reminded me of like being 21 and not having a fucking care in the world and like living in deniston going out every night oh just then and it was just very nostalgic so that has been mine what is yours so mine's is um the kill by 30 seconds to mars and it came on radio i was listening to the radio the other day and it came on and i was like but i think it just i turned the car on like halfway through it and i was like oh my god this has to be my mental media not my medicinal melody not my mental media <laughs> for this week what a fucking tune and i was just like screaming along to it and was like this is such a good song if you just need to vent like yes and and shut it out and i also thought as well when, when i thought this i thought it might lead on to a fun story when i accidentally touched jared leto's bottom oh how did that happen do you know this story no i don't okay so friends of mine for my 21st birthday bought me tickets to a festival abroad <gasps> and we yes. went and we went to this festival and there was a freak storm that's right like a, a hurricane force storm with massive hailstones and stuff like it was just this massive storm that it was so 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 hot during the day like we were back at our tent and um, when it happened because i'd i'd had a bit of like heat stroke because it was so hot so we we're in the tent and i was just chilling out and stuff and it was really tragic uh people passed away and it was it was bad it was really bad and we ended up in a red cross camp place with them like the proper like beds and all that sort of stuff that Mm -hmm. you see in like on the news basically because we were kind of we were stuck we only had what we had we had to leave our tent like it was all wrecked and we went to this place and we were just kind of sat there like we don't have a fucking clue what we're going to do after tomorrow like when this place is when we have to leave here we gained some some irish friends that came and sat with us because it was it was in belgium so it was a lot of flemish and dutch and french that were being spoken and they were the like dutch was the main language that got spoke because everyone around there spoke dutch so it was a big one mm-hmm. and very little English was spoken, which is fair enough. It's it's a Belgian festival. Like, what did you expect? And I had very minimal French, and a friend that I was with spoke all right French, but they didn't talk as much French as we were expecting them to. Uh, anyway, so we found these Irish boys that sat with us, and we were like, oh my god, like safety in numbers completely. Mm-hmm. And we were sat, and we were all just like chilling, and these people started wandering around, like offering us food from their houses and like one woman came with lemons and limes and carrots so we'd all like taken carrots to eat and we had sandwiches that we'd been given and then this person with a with like a person fulfillment them started following them around like going around and speaking to everybody and we were like oh whatever like it's another like it's just it'll be someone that we don't know um 
And as the person got closer, one of the friends that I was with was like, <laughs> holy shit. And we were all like, what? And we're like, it's Jared Leto. And oh my God. And they're like, oh my God, what are we doing? And like, I was like so sunburned and my hair was a mess. So I decided to put a headscarf on my head and that would make <laughs> everything better. I will try and find this photograph. There's a photograph out there. So we asked him, he came over, he was chatting and he was like, where are you guys from? We were like Scotland, the boys were like Ireland. And he was like, oh fuck, you guys are fucked. And we're like, yeah, we kind of are. Um, and so we were like, can we get a photograph with you? And he was like, yeah, no bother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't realise um, that he was... Like, I, I, I put my arm around him and I didn't realise that I'd accidentally put my hand on his ass. <laughs> did you have a little squeeze? No, I did not, because that would be been sexual assault. No, I did not. I uh, really awkwardly pulled my hand as quick... Like, I felt... I was like... And he tensed up and I was like, why is he tensing up? And I realised that I'd accidentally put my hand on his butt. So I didn't want to <laughs> him th- t- for him to think that it was intentional. So I, like... Pulled my hand out, and nobody can see because I'm doing it. I'm doing an impression for everyone. I pulled my hand <laughs> out off of his bum into like mid air, and then lifted it up and put it onto his shoulder. So like this big like um like I don't know like a U shaped movement because I was like I don't want to like rub up his back because then he's going to think that that was intentional. So I like really <laughs> awkwardly pulled my hand off and put it up, and I was like. How do you, how, why, why are you, I'm so uncool. Like we said this at the start, I'm really <laughs> you fucking all aw- That sounds awkward. It was honestly the most awkward. So I will try and find this photograph for you all because you can see in Jared Leto's face that someone has just felt his butt. And I didn't mean to, Mr. Leto, if you are listening to our, our super successful podcast, just to let you all, just to let you know that I did not intentionally feel your bum it was completely by accident and <laughs> um consent is everything so yeah go and listen to 30 seconds to mars i love that song it's such a good song thank you guys for sticking with us again i feel like we need to stop saying that as if like they're they're sticking through something horrific because it's not it's bloody great exactly jared La- jared Lato. <laughs> Jared Lato? Lato? Jared Lato. We've got famous people who listen, okay? Yeah, Jared Lato totally <laughs> listens to our podcast. <laughs> he does. Um, but no, thank you so much for listening. Hopefully it's been a lucky one for some. Um, I can't I believe just... we've gone, I've just realised, I can't believe we've uh, made it through the whole of the 13th episode without talking about my fucking tattoos and me ending oh, up in yes! the paper. Yes! <laughs> That just dawned on me. I forgot about that. Well, yeah. tell tell our avid listeners. Ah, uh, I got uh, me and college pals on Friday the thirteenth went and got thirteen tattoos on our feet, and the paper was there, and they photographed me, <laughs> and um, they photographed me with my my knees up around my chest so that they could get my feet and my face in it but didn't use <laughs> cut the photograph so they just had my face of me all scrunched up I looked like an idiot and my feet uh, and they basically <laughs> totally took exact took what I said and and made it sound ridiculous yes so, they do so I was like um the, the guy was like to me uh, so are you worried about them getting it the wrong way around and making it a 31 and I was like 
I mean, no, not really, but I suppose that would be rubbish if it happened. And then in the paper, it was just like, she's really concerned that they might turn it into a 31, <laughs> but they didn't. And I was like, what the fuck? So, yeah, that's that. I was in the paper for having a 13 tattooed on my feet. Still have those tattoos, still love them. I love them too. Cheers for the years. Hugs for your lugs.